Four more years. The world could be as well a dangerous place today as it was in 1939 at the beginning of the Second World War. Australians have always taken it for granted that we would be living in a world in which the dominant power was the same as us, the same language, the same culture, the same values, the same laws. United Kingdom, and then the United States. There was and is, of course, no guarantee that that's going to continue. The alternative is too terrible to think of. It's a communist dictatorship from Beijing, which will be extremely hostile to our institutions, to our values, and to what we believe in a brutal communist dictatorship. The previous president, President Obama, had the view that he was there to gracefully manage America's decline. America had seen her best days. It was now time to hand over. And the general view among the elites in America was that the country they should be handing over should be the communists in Beijing. But then came President Trump. He came with a refreshing agenda. What really attracted me to him initially was when I saw that he would deal with the serious problem of the Supreme Court. The Supreme Court, which, although a, supposedly a court had turned itself into a super legislature, and perhaps its most outrageous decision in the 20th century was to invent a right to abortion, a right which has resulted in the killing of about 60 million Americans, young American babies, disproportionately black. And that hasn't satisfied the left. They've been pushing to make it, as they say, easier to remove obstacles. And they have even contemplated, and in some states, introduce legislation to begin infanticide so that a child which escaped an abortion could be legally killed. And when that was presented to the New York Senate, the Democrat senators, those in favor of it, stood and gave it a standing ovation. Don't think that this sort of thing stays in America immediately after the New South Wales elections, the last elections in New South Wales, a number of so-called independents within the, within the parliament or members of major parties who were supposedly acting conscientiously decided that they would rush through legislation in New South Wales with similar provisions. It was a small minority of politicians 
Fred Nile and others who ensured that at least the infanticide provisions were not there. Now, the alternative to four more years of President Trump is Joe Biden. And Joe Biden has, to get the nomination, entered into an agreement with Bernie Sanders. Bernie Sanders is a Marxist politician. He spent his honeymoon in the Soviet Union. The Bernie Sanders agenda is to make America a, a socialist country, perhaps well on the way to communism, ruining it in many respects, increasing taxation, handing over manufacturing or handing over more manufacturing to China and lowering America as the dominant power in the world. Biden, in his political career, achieved very little. He was very versatile in his opinions. All that was really achieved was that when he was vice president, he vastly enriched the members of his family, including his son, and they were enriched for no better reason than that he was the vice president and they were his relatives and they made a lot of money out of that. The Democrat party is no longer the party of Truman, of Roosevelt and of Kennedy. It's been captured by the far left. It has a suspiciously well-armed and well-funded mobile militia a military arm, which is conducting virtual terrorism in many cities under Democrat control where they've defunded the police or reduced the police uh, budget. And there you find looting and pillaging and the situation is near anarchy in some of those states. In addition, the Democratic Party has inherited a propaganda arm, which is the major parts of the American mainstream media. It's unfortunate that their reports, which are heavily biased against Trump and in favour of Biden and the Democrats, is received in Australia as if it were the reporting of facts, objective facts. It's not that. And in addition, the Democrats in the terms of office have put politicians into judicial office. They've made politicians judges who constantly hinder the government of uh, President Trump, but in addition are there to legitimize the significant degree of male fraud, which will, they hope, ensure that Biden wins the election. What was attractive about Trump, as I said, was that he would reform the Supreme Court that he would appoint judges who believed that they should interpret the Constitution as it was written in accordance with the meaning of those who adopted the Constitution at the time until it is legitimately changed. And that has culminated with the appointment of Amy Coney Barrett, already a judge, a very significant and very well credentialed jurist and more than justified an appointment to the Supreme Court. But as with other judges, other appointments of judges who would be real judges, 
and not judges who would misuse the Constitution for radical purposes. There will be a character assassination of Judge Barrett, as there was of Kavanaugh, and as there was of uh, all predecessors who are real judges. The situation is appalling in the United States. It is crucial that Donald Trump have four more years. He was, he's restoring American military power until the communists released the Wuhan virus, whether they did it deliberately or not, we do not know. But they certainly did it duplicitly, closing down Wuhan, but not warning the rest of the world and allowing people from Wuhan to go all over the world and spread this disease across the planet. Before that, Trump had restored the American economy. He'd done which, something which was said to be impossible, that is, he had brought back industry to America. He'd made America energy independent. And uh, he was the first American president for a very long time who had not started or begun the involvement of America in yet another unwinnable war. His approach to diplomacy has been so refreshing. He has ignored the advice of experts he has applied common sense and his strong belief in the importance of the, the United States and of the West and of the values of the West. He has been able to achieve things which other presidents were unable to achieve. He moved the embassy to Jerusalem. All other presidents promised this. They never did it. And he's now negotiated a treaty. He's presided over the negotiations of a treaty, bringing together two significant Arab states who will now recognize Israel and set up their embassies in Jerusalem. And it is said nine other Arab states are lining up to join that network of treaties. He will provide peace in the Middle East, whereas all the predictions were that there would be war in the Middle East under President Trump. He's been so successful that three very eminent professors with a world reputation, professors of law, who are entitled to make nominations to the uh, award of the Nobel Peace Prize, have joined with me in making the third nomination of Donald Trump for the award of the Nobel Peace Prize. This is significant and has been noticed in the United States and reported in the media there. And uh, it, it is a recognition, a recognition of what may be termed the Trump Doctrine, something new, something refreshing, and something which will achieve peace in the world. President Trump is probably the greatest president since Ronald Reagan. This, it is said, is an important election. It is. It's important not only for the United States. It's important for Australia. It's important for the free world. For it will determine whether the United States continues in its renaissance under President Trump and restores itself to its place as the dominant power. That will happen under President Trump. 
Indeed, one celebrated author in the United States calls it the Trump century, and that is what will happen. Don't take much notice of the opinion polls. Before the last federal election, I wrote in Spectator why the Australian opinion polls were significantly wrong. You can go and see why I said that. I've seen opinion polls being used not to measure opinion, but to shape opinion. I saw, for example, one prominent pollster taking polls on whether there should be significant change to turn Australia not into a real republic, but into a politician's republic. And the way that they have rejigged the question, they changed the question to make it biased in favour of republic, and that has increased the yes vote by 8%. I've written to that polling company. They've ignored my letter. The additional words they've put in makes it a biased question. I didn't take much notice of the opinion polls because I knew they were wrong before the last election. And as you may remember, the last election was not won as the opinion polls unanimously agreed. The same was true in 2016 with the American elections. Only two significant pollsters among many were predicting that President Trump had any chance of winning. In fact, as you know, he won. And take no notice also of the criticism that he didn't win the popular vote. He only won the Electoral College vote. The founding fathers of the United States decided that the election of the president should be spread. It should be spread across the states so that the president could not be won just by the most populous states. It, he had to prevail across the United States. And they established the Electoral College. Now, any sensible candidate in the presidential elections therefore campaigns on the basis of the Electoral College. They would be very foolish to campaign on trying to win the popular vote. But now, immediately that he won, immediately that he won through the Electoral College, and won substantially. He was then criticised for not winning the popular vote, much of which is in California, where there are a large number of illegal immigrants, illegal immigrants who've been allowed to vote improperly, and uh, they've been persuaded, many of them, to vote Democrat. If this election is a fair election, clearly President Trump, I would think, will win. You just have to look at the enthusiasm in the rallies that he hurls. Enthusiasm is a very important consideration. I saw that in the Australian referendum in 1999, where you have enthusiasm on one side, no matter how rich, no matter how much support the other side has from the politicians and the media, that side with enthusiasm tends to win because the voters are enthusiastic and they go out and vote and they're eager to cast their vote on that side. And this will be particularly so in America. And if there is fraud, as there will be, it's most important that the Supreme Court have nine judges on it, because if it uh, has eight judges, there's a danger of an equal judgment of the decision going back to the lower court, which may well be dominated by politicians disguised as judges. 
So four more years, that is absolutely crucial. Thank you.